The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. It's always beautiful when we uh, celebrate the foundation stones of the church and when we can then look in the gospel at the call of these foundation stones, these apostles that the Lord will build his church uh, upon. And this call particularly um, is very beautiful and it's kind of, I always have the images of when I was on the shore of uh, the Sea of Galilee and up in this area and imagining the Lord walking uh, along the shore and then coming to this scene where he sees these, these two brothers. Now, if you follow chronologically all of the Gospels together, if you kind of put them together, you know that this is not the first encounter that the Lord has had with these apostles. And so St. Thomas Aquinas, and I'll use, I think, his commentary on the scene, which I, I think is particularly good. And so he says that the Lord calls them, this is the third time that he is inviting them into something. And so initially, that first meeting that he has with Andrew and with Simon Peter is a call to an acquaintance, right? They come to meet Christ. And then the next time when there is a call, it is a call to discipleship, to begin listening to Christ and witnessing what he said. But this call is the official call to adhere themselves to, to Christ, to Jesus, so that they leave all things and unite themselves now in this fixed way to the Lord. So leave everything else behind and join themselves to him. And so as the Lord is walking here by the Sea of Galilee, he's kind of moving north from from Capernaum and he's heading up around the coast and he comes closer to Bethsaida and he sees these brothers who are fishing. Simon and Andrew who are casting their net into the sea and then James and John who are mending their nets, all of them fishermen. St. Thomas Aquinas notes, he says, it's interesting to see that when the Lord gives the old covenant, the old law, right? He has two brothers that he entrusts that old law to, Moses and Aaron. But when he gives and when he is preparing to give the new law, the law of love, which is superior to the other law, Then he calls two more sets of brothers, Simon and Andrew, James and John. St. Thomas also says that they represent for us the cardinal virtues. He says Peter represents prudence, 
Andrew represents fortitude. James represents, he says, justice and John temperance. That's a beautiful thing to meditate upon, that when any perfection is to be done in, in a soul, it requires the presence of the virtues and the growth in the virtues. When the Lord calls anyone to himself, it is to a life of virtue. The theological virtues, yes, faith, hope, and charity, but also the cardinal virtues under which all of the other virtues are ordered. And when the Lord sees these fishermen, he says to them, follow me, or come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. That's a very beautiful line, and it summarizes everything that the Lord wants to do in them and everything that he wants them to do. The first thing that he says to them is, come, come to me and follow me. They need to draw near to Christ. And so also for us, our salvation, our sanctification, our growth in holiness, all has one single source, which is Christ himself. If we want salvation, we have to go to Christ. If we want to increase in holiness and sanctity, we have to go to Christ. If we want to know our vocation, we have to go to Christ. He is the source of all things. And so the first step that he invites us to is to come to him. If we are in difficulties, times of trial, in need of grace, any situation, come to Christ. And then he says, follow me. So this is not just a once-off thing that we are supposed to do, but it is constant. To follow someone is a constant activity. That what you're going to do is you're going to fix that person before your eyes, before your sight, and you're going to go where they go. You're going to do what they do. And not just simply for one day, but for your life. That this following of Christ is a life that we give ourselves to. We draw near to him and we follow him. Then what the Lord will do in us is what he also promised to his disciples and apostles. I will make you fishers of men. When we draw near to Jesus, when we follow him, then he begins a work in us, a work that he has already begun when by his grace we draw near to him. And he begins to make us fishers of men. If we look at this scene, we can see that what he is inviting the disciples to is something that he is already doing. I think it's so beautiful to imagine the Lord walking along that shore of the Sea of Galilee. And while these disciples are preparing their nets, these earthly nets that they need to mend and fix, the Lord casts his own net from the shore. He doesn't even need a boat. And his net is his word. Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. The words of Jesus Christ are the net with which he entraps these souls. And then he draws them out of the water into himself, and they follow him. So when he says, I will make you fishers of men, he is simply saying, I will make you like myself. That's the work that the Lord does in us. I will make you like myself, he says. And so when we respond to the word, when we allow the scriptures to speak to us, is in a certain sense to allow the Lord to cast his net upon us, 
to cast his net upon our mind and our heart and to draw us to himself as this fisherman that he is. And their response to these words, to being caught up in the words of the Lord. And we can see this repeated even in John 21, where the Lord appears again and they don't recognize him, but the net is the same. It is his words that go out again and draw them rushing in from the, from the, from the sea to the shore just to be with Jesus again. And so immediately they leave their nets and they follow him. What we saw in the first reading as well is that in order to believe, we need to hear. And in order to hear, there needs to be those who are sent with this gospel message of Christ. But in order to be sent with the gospel message of Christ, we have to receive it first ourselves. We have to be caught, if you will, in the net of the word ourselves before we can attempt to try and draw anyone else to Christ. And so you have the image here that is represented by these two sets of brothers of what it is for us to, what we have to do with the word, which is Peter and Andrew are casting the net. So that's the act of preaching the good news. Whereas James and John are mending their nets. But it's very beautiful. The word in the Greek, it means more than simply repairing. It means making whole or making perfect. For me, that represents very beautifully what it is to meditate upon the word. That before we can cast out the word, we have to, within ourselves, make our own thinking and our own interior perfect by means of the word. And so that mending of the nets is a beautiful image for what it is to contemplate scripture. So that our own thought is repaired from error, is set free from falsity, that our own thought is mended, if you will, and brought to perfection in the inspiration and through the words of Scripture, through the inspired word that God gives us. And so, to reiterate what I think we should all be doing in this time of Advent and what we've said from Sunday and yesterday, this is particularly a time to be with the word, to be with the Scripture, and to invest our minds and our hearts in it, if we are struggling to follow God's will or we are even blind and do not know what is it, well, we have to ask ourselves, are we listening to him? To listen to Christ is not some mystical activity. To listen to God is to read the scriptures, to be caught up by these words which are able to draw us out of the activities of this life and lift us into the activities of heaven. What we are unable to do by ourselves, the word can accomplish in us. And we can see that this word that the Lord casts upon these early apostles, it inspires in them this desire to respond immediately to Christ and to leave everything. And so the word is not simply able to give truth, but it is also able to inspire love and devotion. And so as soon as they receive these words from the Lord, they respond immediately by leaving everything and following him. And so as we celebrate this wonderful apostle today, this apostle who went out and preached the good news, we remember first that he had to receive it and that he sat at the feet of the Lord and he just drank in everything that came from the Savior. And we are invited to that as well.
to sit at the feet of Jesus in adoration and to drink in his wisdom and his words through the scriptures, and so to be caught up by the fishermen of men and to be made like him. Amen.